Let's let's move over to the linebackers. Hmm. All right, Quan Alexander in New Orleans. That's interesting. I think he's still good. Let's see. Yeah, as long as he's healthy. Yeah, no doubt. That's what it comes down to for a lot of guys, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Bud Dupree, the big signing in Tennessee. Titans, they're trying to make they're trying to make moves, man, aren't they? They are. I man, I wrote Bud Dupree and Matt Judon. Those are two guys I just I'm not entirely sure on. I I just really wanted to get your guys' thoughts on there. Uh obviously with Judon, I just I'm giving the benefit of the doubt with Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, if he's bringing in somebody, he's going to have a role for them. So I guess as far as production, his numbers might look fine. I just, to me, I'm not too sold on Bud Dupree or Matt Judon, uh, especially for the money that they got, just personally. I, yeah, I agree. Um, especially if you compare it to like what Shaq Barrett got. Yeah, Going back to what I was talking about with Godwin and the hometown discounts, I think he got... I think that kind of happened here. You know, you got a guy who was willing to take probably less than he could have got if he went somewhere else. And, you know, he's obviously what a, he's perfect fit for their defense. And he, he's been balling out the last couple of years. So, um, I, you know, I think that's a big win for the Bucks. The rich get richer, you know. <laughs> um, another under the radar kind of signing that I really liked probably most out of this group is uh, – Hassan Reddick to the car uh, to the Panthers. Um, yep. They got him for super cheap, one year, six million dollars. Um, the dude had twelve and a half sacks last year. Um, you know he's gonna be the only the only real question mark I have is he's gonna be coming from a a four three defense to a um, or a three four defense to a four three in Carolina. So he'll probably end up playing the Sam linebacker position, but um, just really came on last year you know he he was kind of he wasn't very good to be honest the first few years and then he you know he had his coming out party last year 12 and a half sacks you know um and again what i think you think he had five sacks in one game versus the giants last year so a lot of his production came in like the end last few games of the season but i mean when like we we're talking about the kind of money you can get being a pass rusher and you get a guy who just had 12 and a half sacks get only one year, six million. I just think, you know, a total, just a, a great move all around, total low risk. So love it. Nice, man. I, hey, I like the, I like that pick. I'm looking at Matt Judon, Dill, because you had me scratching my head a little bit. Um, I actually didn't think too much of it, to be honest, as well. I didn't think you were on the same boat to be honest uh so I, I went to look i'm like all right he's a linebacker i know he gets tackles let me look at his sack numbers i'm just curious sacks aren't everything don't get me wrong i was just curious what that number was so i'm looking he's been in the league five years his sack total uh from rookie year to now four eight seven nine and a half and six those are pretty good numbers. I mean, maybe not what the Patriots paid, but then again, you know, you're prying someone away from the Baltimore defense. Probably gonna have to pay him. Yeah. I, I, I like, agree. I like what they did in that sense. You know, no, another AFC contender. Yeah. You're Bill Belichick. You think you're still contenders. Last year, you kind of throw out, like, yeah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But 
So that you, you all know the mindset of the Patriots is that they're contenders. That's what they believe. And they think they're hurting another AFC foe in Baltimore. And they are. And then they bring back Kyle Van Noy. Rykon McMillan comes from Miami. I think those are all solid signings. I, I think you had something else to say on that, Judon. Yeah, I was just going to say for both him and Bud Dupree, my thing was they're, they're both coming from blitz-heavy schemes. So I feel like whatever sacks that they were getting, that to me, that's more of a result of their, their scheme. And, and, that, and that was my worry about especially Tennessee paying top dollar. Obviously, they were you know in the bottom tier of the league uh, as far as getting any type of sack. Uh, usage um so they they had 19 total sacks on the season i believe so anybody that they brought in uh was gonna be a big help um so i, I just i don't know man it's just a lot of money i i don't think bud dupree's that talented uh as far as an edge rusher i think it was mostly a scheme fit and i think again matt judon to me has the better chance of success of success because of bill belichick in the scheme so uh, kind of giving that a little bit more of a pass but again, it's a lot of money for two guys that were playing in blitz-heavy schemes that, to me, still weren't putting up the sack numbers I think that they should be able to. For sure. I get it. Totally get it. I haven't been all hyped on Bud Dupree, and he did tear his knee in December. That's tough. That's just tough. Um, Titans, again, doing what – part of what I think the Patriots did to the Ravens is the Titans, you know, grabbing Bud Dupree from the Steelers, another AFC foe, a team in the playoff mix. Uh, with a similar style of defense at that. So, you know, Dupree's in a position to continue what he started at the very least in Pittsburgh. It just, I think it just depends on him bouncing back that knee injury. When he's, when, when all you have to do is rush the passer, you're going to get chipped and all these different angles in the hips and the knees. And and I'd be scared to come back from a pass rusher, you know, let alone any position in general, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think Bud Dupree is going to come back strong and just be what he was. I mean, Paul, you think of Bud Dupree as a player? No, I, yeah, I agree with what all you guys are, what, what you guys are saying. Um, Yeah, it's tough. Like I think Dylan made a good point about them being in blitz heavy schemes and sometimes, you know, sacks are, sacks are great, but sometimes that's not, a true telling of how good a player is, you know, sometimes a guy might get five, five out of their 12 sacks for a season might be because they just went unblocked because, you know, the defensive coordinator is good at scheming, you know, something to confuse the O-line and then you end up with an unblocked rusher off the edge and then he gets a free sack. You know, it's not really, you know, a true telling of how good they are. I think to, to make that point, like, with us being Eagles fans, we know well aware that Brandon Graham is one of the best probably underrated pass rushers that doesn't get a lot of hype because he doesn't have the big sack numbers. But if you look at, you know, behind the numbers, you can see that, you know, he wins and he gets a lot of hurries on quarterbacks, even though he might not finish it with the sack, you know, getting, getting by your defender and and getting in the face of a quarterback is kind of the key, you know, as far as who gets the sack, maybe, one guy trips him and the other guy finishes, you know, as far as the actual sack, it's kind of more up in the air. So, so it's not the end all be all kind of telling stat. So I think that's something you got to look at too, when you're signing guys like this, like, you know, how were they getting their sacks and what kind of scheme was it? And, 
you know, I think for pass rushers, it's more important than almost any other position to get the right scheme fit. It sure is. It sure is. And I, I'm going to mention a free agent here. Uh, he could have, you know, he's a tweener. I don't know if he's D-line, linebacker. Teams don't know. Uh, Jadavion Clowney. Nice. Still unsigned. I know he's played some D-tackle, some D-N, and even outside linebacker. Uh, just bring him up here. They're saying, you know, three teams are showing interest right now, and that's Buffalo, Vegas, and Cleveland. If you had to pick the best destination of the three for Clowney, Buffalo, Vegas, or Cleveland. Honestly, I think all three are actually pretty great fits. Uh, mm-hmm. I think to me, uh, I guess the order I would put it would be I would like to see him in Cleveland. I, I think that would be a pretty cool fit. So between them and Buffalo, uh, I would like to see that. Um, obviously, I would welcome him to Silver and Black. It's going to be a cheap deal at this point anyway, but uh, I would actually really like to see him in Cleveland. Yeah, he's he's an interesting one. He's, you know, they kind of – he's kind of always been searching for that long-term deal, and, you know, he hasn't really got it. He played – he played well with Seattle a couple of years ago, but he was hurt. Then he really wasn't that effective in Tennessee last year. He's kind of got like, you know, a little bit of issues with, you know, if is his motor always running questionable with that, you know, it's like, and, and, you know, obviously the talent is there and he's still young. So that's why I think his agent or, you know, is still trying to get a good high deal for him and that's why it's taking him so long to get a deal because teams are just not going to be willing to go to where the, he wants to go because because it's just he's such a big question mark even though he's so talented so he is definitely an interesting one and I think last year Tennessee didn't sign him till very late either so I think it'll probably happen the same way where he probably won't get signed till it might even be June July you know after the draft so um, like Dill said, I think Cleveland's a good fit. I think any of those are good fits. It's just, it's just a matter of, you know, once if, is he is is he willing to sign for whatever their their comfort zone is? I think I'll end up with maybe like maybe one year, five million, if I had to guess. Hmm. Okay, okay, it's definitely shaped up to be that. You date Jadavion Clowney, you don't propose you don't marry <laughs> he's a tinder match <laughs> that's, so, that's so true wow yeah <laughs> uh, if i had to throw a random name onto anyone's radar um you know i'm gonna throw out david mayo's name on the radar as a guy that he was with the giants and i saw him have a good month of football for the giants defensively and we know how strong that Washington defense is, especially up front on the line. If Mayo is, you know, taking that coaching in, he's getting coached by Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera with a strong D line. He's a young guy. He's not proven or anything like that. Uh, I couldn't even, I, I wouldn't even get on board saying he's average, to be honest. But, you know, sometimes if, if a guy shows glimpses of being able to make a bunch of tackles sideline to sideline, even if he's only playing because of injury. Sometimes, you know, sometimes that's all someone else needs to see in order to put you in the right position. So I think David Mayo has a chance, has a chance to be a starter in Washington. It's a strong defense, and I think that's a good under-the-radar signing. That's why I bring him up. 
And I guess if you guys don't have anything else to bring up at linebacker, we can move over to the secondary. Yeah, just I have to shout out to the Texans. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and Thomas Davis, of course. Oh, yeah. Hey, respect. Hey, he's, that dude was a model citizen, good player. So shout out to him. He deserves it. Paul, were you a fan of Thomas Davis? Oh, yeah. I mean, the way the dude fought through multiple knee injuries and still came back and played, you know, I think I think the last – I think he tore his ACL three times, and the, after the third time he still came back and was playing and still playing pretty well. So, I mean, yeah, the dude's just – yeah. I don't know what else to say about the guy except he's a, he's a warrior. Yeah, he definitely left it out there on the field. Yeah, he was pretty damn good. I, I loved having him in fantasy as well. And oh, yeah. Just because I looked it up, I'm going to ask you guys. It's, it's kind of a hard question, but what year did Thomas Davis get drafted? Ooh. I'll say 2007. Ooh. I was going to say, like, 2009. 2005. Ooh. Whoa. Wow. I wow. That's impressive. 2005 all Georgia Georgia, right? Yes. Wow. I think he was a I think he was drafted as a safety too. I re, I remember that. I do yeah. Erlacher. <laughs> I think you're correct on that and he played all but two seasons with Carolina. Crazy. Did he finish with the Chargers or did he finish elsewhere? Uh, Washington. Seven games with Washington. That makes year. sense. That makes sense, actually. I mean, I only see he had one pass, pass defended, and a tackle for a law, an assisted tackle, and five solo. So yeah, hardly. Okay. But awesome career. Awesome career for Thomas Davis. Uh, just trying to see. Yeah, he had seven years with over 100 tackles. So, yeah. Crazy. Hell of a career. 